You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. everybody welcome to another episode of uh talking football with bengal jam and friends big night tonight we got elizabeth blackburn coming on uh here in a few minutes she just texted me she's only a couple minutes away guys we'll put her on as soon as she gets in there uh mama tt higgins mom coming on with us tonight uh, for the duck race this evening um we're gonna talk about arizona tailgate nashville tailgate we got a game sunday it is time for the season opener everybody so city up north week starts today it started yesterday so James is somewhere in Buffalo at a, at a hidden location as he scouts out the Buffalo Bills uh, this year for the Bengals. Uh, uh, Tom, where the hell is he again? I, I can't even tell. He's, he won't even tell us at this point. It's, it's parts unknown, and uh, you know we respect his privacy. He's he's up there making moves, making deals, gathering info. Uh, little concerned about the mural in the hotel he's staying at, but you know nonetheless, uh, <laughs> we're, we're we're glad he could. He could join the Friday night and have a have a little fun with us and visit with Elizabeth. Mark, are you ready or not for Sunday? And and more importantly, are is our team ready? Oh, absolutely! I'm beyond ready. The team is ready. Uh, you know, the couple of day times I've seen Joe Burrow practice, he looks absolutely on it. You know, this is the most work he's had in an off season in his career. So I think the team is prime and ready, and they'll be good to go. Well, we're gonna we're not gonna wait to make Elizabeth wait any longer. She's in the she's in the waiting room. But uh, before we bring her on, I know the question everybody is asking. I got hundreds of DMs and text messages and emails. Um, guys, we are not asking about the Joe Burrow contract. Okay, let's for clarity. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure the the Bengals organization and Joe Burrow's camps both said they want to keep this in house. Anything that goes on, it says anything said to us, we are not asking that question. Uh, it wasn't at request of anybody other than us. 
And uh, if you ask those questions in the chat area, we're just not going to put them up there. But I got a feeling nobody said anything to me, but I, I have I have a pretty good feeling it's all going to work out at the end of the day, and we're going to get our our, our man in camp here. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, signed, re-signed uh, at some point here, probably very very soon. Before we bring Elizabeth on, I forgot to mention Tony the Tiger has been working his ass off. Uh, he's down in Florida right now, restoring electric to tens and thousands of people. He was trying to make it back uh, for this evening. So he is actually uh, in the chat area right now. Uh, Tony Huday from, from Florida. So be safe down there, buddy. We know you're working hard. Uh, it's an amazing, I think he gave me some number that they replaced like, um, I don't know, like 80 to a hundred something poles, the electrical poles uh, that I was called telephone poles. And he gets on me about, but be safe, Tony. I know you'll be coming back up uh, North here. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, both, both our guests are ladies tonight. You can't say ass on the air. Oh, my bad. My bad. Hey, Elizabeth hangs around football players. I'm sure she heard the worst coaches. All right, let's bring on. Hey, without further ado, let's bring on um, the director of strategy engagement for the Cincinnati Bengals. I've never heard anybody say one bad word about this lady, and we absolutely love her. We're so happy and fortunate to have her part of the Cincinnati Bengals organization. I'd like to welcome Elizabeth Blackburn. How you doing, Elizabeth? Hey, hey guys. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? Coming. I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. No, we appreciate it. We got a lot of good stuff to get to, Elizabeth. I know you got uh, a, a limited amount of time here, but let's go and kick it off here, uh, Tom. Go ahead and, and get it kicked off. Uh, Elizabeth, first question to you is, the Bengals doing so well and mean so much to the city, but especially, you know, these last couple of years. They mean so much to people's lives, their livelihoods, and to so many businesses here in town. Do you receive a lot of positive feedback and businesses reaching out to you? Uh, telling you how much, you know, all the pride, the optimism, and the, the enthusiasm that has come from the last few years, what it has meant to them? Thank you for this question, Tom. Uh, fortunately, I can say I do. And it's probably one of my favorite parts of my job. I get, uh, we get emails into our team, to our webmaster. I still get some handwritten mail, which is really cool. And my grandpa, my family receives handwritten mail. My grandpa is kind of famous for handwriting replies. And when I was growing up as a kid, he, my grandma, uh, my family kind of always valued letter writing. And I always really liked writing letters, writing thank you letters, even as a little kid. So I try, I do not get to all 100%. So if you've written me a letter or sent me mail, I'm very sorry if I haven't gotten back, but I do try. And uh, I love getting physical mail. And I, I think it's, you know, however, people are willing to take their time to thank you or, or say something positive. It means a lot. Um, I'm like, I'm a big believer that your attitude is a choice and how you spend your time is a choice. And I personally and, and really try to carry this into work and hopefully so many of the fans feel it like the Bengals as an organization we choose optimism and you know if you're gonna say something saying something positive grateful thankful it just pays it forward and then makes the next person want to be nice or do better or share a compliment maybe to the next person and um I think that's something that's really special about our fan base I've loved it you know, even on Twitter, and I've, I've talked about this, you know, social media can be really negative for a lot of people. 
And I just love how Bengals Twitter and, and kind of the Bengals online community really goes out of their way to be positive, good role models, good role models for younger fans coming up um, and like making the the days of other fans, other Bengals fans, positive ones, being so supportive. Um, so probably a longer answer than you were hoping for, Tom, but I, I do fortunately get positive feedback. Uh, it means a lot. And thank you to everybody who takes the time and frankly, keep it coming. We're kind of in an era where uh, proof matters and the more proof points we have that what we're doing is working. And, and when it's not, that matters too. And we really pride ourselves on trying to listen to the fans, be in touch with the fans and improve where we can. So thank you for all the positive notes and just keep the, keep the feedback and the positivity coming. Yeah. Elizabeth, real quick. I, I love that because that comment you made, I, in my office at work, I have this giant, uh, basically a sticker, the giant sticker on the wall in my office that says positive, negative are directions. You get to choose which direction you want to go. So I, I truly believe in that. That's a awesome comment there. James, go ahead, bud. Sorry. Yeah, Elizabeth, you touched on um, social media, and we've seen just a huge positive increase in the, the Bengal social media channels in the last couple of years, and certainly since you've taken a, a stronger role within the organization. Most recently, we saw one of the first behind-the-scenes videos um, that you guys produced that got a lot of people excited. I know, you know, back in the day, I was a big fan of Hard Knocks, and, of course, we like to see what happens on the field. But I think as fans, we get to know the players more, so much better from the behind-the-scenes stuff. Can you um, maybe talk about what we can see in the future and any other plans that you have um, in the video department? Yeah. Thank you, James, for teeing up. I was hoping to be able to plug from the jungle tonight. So I will totally take that it's question number two. Um, so – I can't tease the content that much because honestly, it is a true behind the scenes show that we're going to be filming throughout the season. I, I do know that because I think someone might have like either asked this last time or uh, someone was asking about like playing tennis or pickleball with my sister. And uh, I was not able to make this, but I believe in a future episode, there's going to be some of a pickleball match where my mom and my sister were playing with some Bengals legends and some other great people here in town. And like, I'm excited to watch that in addition to obviously to all the great stuff we have with our team, with our players, our coaches and everything. So I don't, besides that epic pickleball match, James, like your guess is as good as mine, but we're going to have some great content from, from practices and games and kind of all of the cool stuff are, our team and our organization does throughout the season. And I'm like, I'm so glad that the first episode was so well received. Uh, I got honestly more feedback than I was expecting. Like I was, we're so pleased with the viewership numbers so far. It airs on TV starting this Saturday at 7.30 on local TV for anybody in the greater Cincinnati area who hasn't been able to watch it online yet. Um, and then it'll be probably 10 episodes uh, on YouTube throughout the season. And 
we're really proud of it. The content team did a great job. Seth Tanner, Grant Gilkson, who's new to, to our organization, and we brought on to, to um, produce from the jungle has done a terrific job. And then really the entire content team has just continued to do a great job. We've got two amazing women. Uh, their names are Paige and Maggie, who kind of run the day-to-day of our channels. And we're just so, so proud of them, like really empowering them, as well as our fan fan development team kind of evolved their name from ticketing to fan development to really get everybody in our organization in the mentality of engaging with our fans all the time on the channels and platforms that that serves our fans the best. And so we're, we're even kind of uh, working with our former ticket now fan development team to be able to DM uh, and chat with fans on social around any game day questions and things like that, just to make sure we're serving our fans in all the ways they want to be served. Elizabeth, let me, let me ask you a question. This is a personal question. Just saying, I'm not going to put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Are you as aggressive a pickleball player as Caroline and your mom? Because I've seen them play. They're pretty hardcore. They're pretty damn good. Yes. Uh, this can be my PSA that if you don't know me or my family, we're extremely competitive. So, like, we care a lot. We're very competitive about football stuff, and we take that home with us as well. And we're, we are competitive on the pickleball court. That's all I'll say. There you go. Mark, go ahead, buddy. Elizabeth, thanks for coming on tonight. Um, my question is, uh, how much freedom do you give the social media uh, people down at Paycor, or yeah, down at Paycor, almost said the old name. Uh, they're absolutely crushing it. Um, you know, all the memes, the way they fire back at certain uh, posts and things. You know, do they have to get approval beforehand, or do they just kind of freelance and they have the ability to do what they want? Some of the big stuff, but we t- we totally try to empower them as much as possible. Um, because one of the things when I got back, when I started working for the team, a really important um, goal we had for our social media channels was to make them timely and really like taking advantage of what makes social media great, which is being able to react in real time to trends and like live things that are going on. So we wanted to be timely and we wanted to be kind of like not not tone deaf, but rather like really integrate ourselves into the conversation that's going on at any given time. Uh, So our content team has a lot of freedom. I, I hope they would say the same if they were on here answering. We definitely stay really close to them. Uh, just to make sure we're all always on the same page. You know, lots of people have different opinions or interpretations or ideas, and we try to stay really connected meeting weekly or every other day. And, and if it's ever a big thing, we'll typically get together and talk through it just to make sure everyone's on the same page. But they are doing an absolutely terrific job, and it is probably better that they are coming up with the vast majority of ideas because they're just killing it. Yeah, they're, they're creative. They're absolutely doing a great job, Elizabeth. So ask you a couple rapid fire questions here. As we're, as you're viewing right now on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and or YouTube, uh, type in some questions. We'll try to throw a couple questions out to Elizabeth towards the end here, if you can. So type in your questions. We'll try to get to a few of them, but three rapid fire questions, I guess, not rapid fire, but three quick questions, I guess. But, uh, I think I know the answer to some of these, but 
tell everybody your favorite former Bengal. One of you were that you loved when you were when you were young. You already my like obvious answer is Jeff Blake because I'm pretty sure it was my first ever jersey too. And I like I, some of my earliest football memories were Jeff Blake touchdown throws. Chad Johnson is also really up there, but pretty early on as a kid, like I I really stopped having like one favorite player just to make like it always had to be about the team first and foremost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Um, I know you, you've attended a ton of games, home and away, but try to pick maybe your your the one is that it's the most memorable game for you. Ooh. I know that's a tough one. I get asked that when I get stumped on that one. I don't know. I guess the game that's coming to mind, like the three, and these are recent games, like that are, I'm sure just recency bias is why I'm picking them. But the home opener against the Vikings in 2021, the playoff win against the Raiders in 2021, and then last year's home playoff win, fumble in the jungle. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Those are all good ones. So <laughs> best best memory of grandpa. Um oh man. I have a lot of family memories. Um I don't know. I, I, I say this a lot, like in part because it was the most impactful memory I have of him, and I I still think about it every day as I come into work. My grandpa was the first person who ever told me to find a job that doesn't feel like work and you'll never work a day in your life. And he, he told me that when I was, I think in college, like looking for internships and um, he wasn't saying it about, Oh, you know, work for the Bengals. It was like, in, in fact, almost quite the opposite. Like he, I knew he had found that for himself, right. He comes into the office every day on Christmas. He just turned 88 years old. Like, this team is his lifeblood. It means more to him than probably anyone else. And it means a lot to my family, all of our fans. I know like it, it, and that's what makes, you know, being a Bengals fan so special. Each person, it really does feel like a extremely significant piece of their lives. But I knew, I know that my grandpa um, truly has found passion in work and he loves to work. And that advice to me, it really struck me. I went and I, I 
went into work that at least aligned with my skills. And I was like, oh, well, let me give these a try. I want to be competitive, productive, see what I'm good at. And I really enjoyed my first, uh, you know, jobs out of college. But in those jobs, which were really hard jobs, like you're working 80 to 100 hours a week, I would still lay awake at night and couldn't fall asleep because I was thinking about Bengals stuff. And that's sort of when that was like one of my first aha moments that, you know, if you're able to, to work in a job where that's the thing that keeps you up at night and, and now being able to do that, it's honestly the most fulfilling thing I've ever experienced. That's awesome. That's awesome. Tom, go ahead, bud. Elizabeth, a lot of people don't know you and your sister are just like us on home days. You're out in the elements, you're up in the stands with, you know, up in the up in your seats with your friends and so forth, going nuts, being as loud as you can, trying to help their guys. I know Jimmy asked you about games. Was there one specific moment since you've come back and been, been sitting in the stadium with the rest of us that sticks out to you that meant more to you than anything where maybe you and Caroline thought like we do many times every game, you were going to pass out. Uh, you know, something just one moment that meant more than any other that you really just lost it. It's so like it's so hard because every home game, I'm I'm honestly still kind of overcome with emotions. It's so humbling to I, I sort of always will take one moment right before kickoff to like look out and just see the crowd. Um, and it gets me every time it it really does. It means so much. And I hope honestly that that is never lost on me. And it's not like, oh, I, I'm looking back at a game several years ago. Like I feel it every game and I kind of hope that's the case for a long time. Time fire another one if you want, buddy. Um, For this coming year, you've made a lot of adjustments for us inside the stadium. When you do that, do you seek out the opinions of the fans? Is it just from you guys walking around, what you see and hear other markets, or just sitting around and brainstorming? Uh, You know, and if you want to go over some of those changes, we'll find and and pay for for the regular season. Sure. First, I'll answer uh, like how we just assess them really quickly because I do think it's important for the fans watching to know, I I promise it is not, you know, us sitting brainstorming and just trying out what's cool. It is all completely rooted in feedback from fans, both quantitative, the league helps um, or the league runs like a standard survey after every game. And we, we get all of those responses. So that from a quantitative perspective is important. We're looking at that every game. Plus we observe, we take pictures, we collect feedback from our game day staff and all of those pieces of information we're looking at week to week during the season to see what we can feasibly adjust game to game. And then more broadly at the end of the season, what can we really move the needle on going into a season? Um, This year, you know, the, two to three really big things were concessions. 
We knew we wanted to get people through our concessions lines faster to get them back in their seats to enjoy the game. Um, so far from the Taylor Swift concert in our preseason game, we think that those investments have been pretty positive for fans. So we'll hope to see that continue throughout the reg- throughout the rest of the season. And then adding uh, adding new video boards, LED ribbons to add more light. Like I'm I'm I studied engineering, so I can be a nerd sometimes. But literally, energy is is sound, heat and light. And we are adding more light to the game to hopefully incentivize more noise from the fans. And the new boards are great and kind of give our game presentation team some new elements to work with. And uh, just some specific places in the stadium, we added some some graphics and things to just give it a little more personality, celebrate, celebrate the fans, celebrate the fan energy, celebrate our players. Um, so hopefully, you know, we've, we've heard the feedback about the stadium being a little gray and we're trying to uh, move the needle and make sure that it's, it's really a warm, inviting place that inspires fans and is energizing from the moment they walk into the stadium until the moment they leave. That's awesome. So uh, we're going to have a couple – Elizabeth, we've got a couple of minutes. We're going to throw some of your questions out for you. And before we do, I got uh, – Teresa Davis just came in, the district manager of Donato's. Come here and say hi to everybody. Hi. So, she, she's dropping off a, a pepperoni. Oh, my God. There's a slice missing. Tim, you didn't win tickets? You didn't win the golden tickets? I didn't get – no. I didn't get a golden ticket. But thank you. Appreciate You're it. You guys welcome. are awesome. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you. This is breakfast, I guess, for my son, one of my kids, DeMarcus. <laughs> I already ate I will dinner. say, like, and I'm a bad liar. Like, Donato's pizza is my favorite pizza. I love Donato's. It's so, I'm so pumped that it's so good. It's, so, it's good. so good. These little bitty pepperonis are delicious. Oh. See, I should have. I see. It's a bad timing for me to try to go on a diet when the football season starts, Elizabeth. I'm just saying. But uh, all right, let's get to some viewer questions here. Sorry, we're taking up so much of your time. And I think Lisa, uh, Lisa here has a great question. Um, could you have imagined the level of excitement for this team, uh, Elizabeth? It's just, I've been around a long time. Tom and I have been around forever, right? And we went through the Super Bowl era, games of the 80s, uh, both Super Bowls of the 80s, and the excitement of Jeff Blake and uh, the 05 team and all, all the different excitement. But this is on another level, and it's absolutely amazing. So what's your, could you ever imagine this level? It's unbelievable. I don't know if this is not the answer you wanted, but honestly, I would say yes. I mean, yeah. seriously, like, uh, I don't have necessarily the the backdrop. It's it's frankly more just just on a personal level coming out of my own head, right? Like, I I know how much I care. I know how much other fans care. I know what sports and frankly football more than anything can bring to a community and I also am kind of I'm people know I have very high expectations I uh can dream very very big and it's it's not surprising it's just amazing to see and frankly I think it can get grow even more I honestly can and it's amazing and it feels so good if, if you're watching this right now and you don't have goosebumps, listen to that response, check your pulse, man. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, to, to add to that, as Jimmy said, uh, I'm old. He didn't say himself, but 
you know, I'm a, I was born that the year the franchise. That looks so good, though. Like, let's just – you look great. It's the TV. But, he was uh, talking to me, guys, just so you know. <laughs> the, uh, but I'm as old as the franchise. And there is nothing that can bring the city of Cincinnati and the surrounding communities together and energize us like when the Bengals are winning. Like the last two years, nothing. the Super Bowl years, 2005, 2015 – Nothing. There is no entity. There is no group that can bring this city together. And I can remember I was actually talking to a uh, local TV anchor about it on the run to the Super Bowl. And we laughed and we said, it's just amazing. People don't know each other and they're walking down the street. They're in the store. They smile at each other. Everybody's holding the door for each other and smiling and saying who day. There's nothing else in the city that can do that. So, you know. And, and Elizabeth, to kind of we, we talk about that all the time. And no matter where I go, I have something, whether it's a business trip or I'm out of the country or my wife doing something. I'm always wearing Bengals. And guys, I'm telling you, you would you'd be shocked the amount of who days and people coming up to you where your Bengals gear, no matter where you're at in the country or the world. It's unbelievable. The popularity of this city and its franchise has the level it's gotten. So that kind of leads to my next question a little bit. But you got your pizza too, Tom? Mark, my yeah. man, you don't know what happened to yours. Yeah, come on, die out real quick. Sadly, Donato does not deliver where I live. So I'll have to go um, pick it up after the show. Yeah. So, Elizabeth, talk about, I mean, what does it mean to the organization? I mean, we know we have a ra- rabid fan base here locally in our region and across the country, but it is absolutely amazing to watch the fan base grow outside of the United States. Um, tons of fans in, in uh, Canada. Uh, Paul and his folks in, in in England, Germany, Mexico. What does it mean to the franchise? And, I mean, you're talking, there are dozens of people from out of the country watching this show right now. But what would you say to them? I, I think it brings another level of excitement to this team and organization. But what what does the organization think about all these, these fans that are outside the United States? I think it's so great. Uh, shout out to Paul because he sent me an email wishing me happy 2023 season this week, and I responded briefly. So yes. hi, Paul, and hi, all of our global audience. Like, it is seriously, it's awesome. It's so cool, and I think the, the other thing it kind of highlights to me is I think we as an organization and as a team, it can it kind of reiterates that we're doing something right, that more people want to wear the Bengals be on their you know, head every day and, and um, something to be proud of something, a community that you want to be a part of and a team you're really proud and love. And it's so fun to cheer for. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Like fun fact, I learned this, uh, this off season, we have a season ticket member, season ticket member, not a fan in all of the 50 States. That doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And like how awesome and iconic our logo, our colors, our stripes are, I, I legitimately am so bullish on on really attracting fans all around the world. And we are welcoming them with open, open arms and many who days. Like I think who day really translates across languages well too. So I just I think we're well positioned. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's it, it's fun. I love going out of the country, going out of town, wearing Bengal stuff. And every single time I'm going to get multiple people come up and say something and want to talk Bengals. I love it. Absolutely love it. A uh, couple more we'll throw you away. We'll let you get off. Thanks so much for your time, Elizabeth. It means a lot. Uh, it really does. 
means a lot to every fan uh, of this team that you're on here doing this. Um, let's talk about the Ring of Honor a little bit. I, I know that's something you you and the fam have really fought for. And uh, this year we have Boomer and Chad going in. Uh, that is going to be two of the biggest characters or personalities in this franchise history going in at the same time. Um, but talk a little bit about the Ring of Honor uh, as well, if you could, because I just I, – it's one thing – you know, people can complain about some things here. Hey, we just started this thing a few years ago. We can't get everybody in at once. Everybody's deserving. Uh, I love the votes. Uh, I love the process. But talk about the Ring of Honor, especially specifically uh, Boomer and Chad. This is going to be a big year. That is for sure. Like, we are thick in planning and uh, obviously bringing both of those guys in for the game. The game for fans watching is our Monday night game. It is also our White Bengal game. So wear white, be there, be loud. The halftime ceremony is going to be awesome. We've got a really great legend showing for the game, and we're going to have some um, other fellow prior year inductees to help give the jackets as part of that induction ceremony. So it's it's going to be great. It's one of my favorite things I get to be a part of. Um, I feel like I learn something new every year, and it really means a lot to – to the legends to continue celebrating them. Um, we kind of have a new added element we're going to unveil at the stadium at that game. So I won't say more, but it'll just be a really cool thing for fans coming to the game to get to see um, as, that, as, as another element of honor. And my, my, my is stop. Chad and Boomer are and it's going to be a great Yeah, yeah. I know we're a little bit past our time, uh, Elizabeth. I just, uh, from from us and everybody that's watching right now, we want to just say thank you. We're so excited about the season. Uh, I think a lot of us are going to be at not just all the home games, but a lot of us will be at pretty much most, if not all, the away games as well. So we will be there, home and away, supporting, uh, supporting the team and the franchise. And uh, we're excited about this season, Elizabeth. We want to thank you and the family for everything you guys are doing and, uh, just keep it up. You guys, uh, I know you guys probably have this uh, long things of items you want to do. You just can't do them all at once. But we we appreciate everything you guys are doing because everything about this organization has changed, at least the fan engagement, social media presence and everything. So, uh, well, thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you in the city. Thank North you, North. guys. Thank you and all the fans watching. Seriously, it means more than I can describe. Thanks for being on here. Thanks for coming to our games. Thanks for being Bengals fans. You guys are the best. And uh, Jim, shout out from the ladies at the pro shop. They told me, I saw them today and they told me to give you a shout. So thanks, Jim. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, your whole team for putting this on. Let's go have a great 2023 season, everybody. Who day? Who day? All right, let's get it back on. Some questions? There we go. There we go. All right. So we got it. We got, we got, we, we had it for 20, 25 minutes. We actually had it a little bit longer than what I told her. So uh, that was awesome. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Guys, we got another half an hour ago. We got a lot of stuff going on here. Uh, we got two awesome ladies getting ready to come on right here. So uh, uh, actually, you know what? I think we're replacing Tony with Carrie. Let's bring on Carrie first. Tony. Hi. Oh, you look way better than Tony Carrie. Shit. Hey. You know, we might have you 
You might not even bring back Tony now. We got Carrie ready to go. So, so everybody, we want to get into, we got a duck race. We got Mama T in the waiting room. We're going to pull her on real quick. Um, before we do a little bit, uh, Carrie, can you talk a little about the charity night? We sold 30, what was it, 33 ducks, 825 bucks uh, for, yeah. for charity night. What was the charity? Um, it's for the T3 Corporation. It's out of Oak Ridge, Tennessee. Um, Mama T, she's on the board there. It's basically a charity that brings awareness to childhood cancer and encouraging healthy, healthy, active lifestyles through empowering youth and families. So it's a big thing they've had. I think it's like their third or fourth year. And they do a lot of, a lot of community things and stuff to get the youth and family together from the founder who actually had cancer himself. Got it. So, Got it. Well, let's let's talk about real quick. We're going to bring Mama T on here. And you guys can type in some questions. We're going to. We'll let you ask a few questions, Mama T, when we do this duck race. But uh, let's let's show the total here. So, yep. guys, we're at uh, almost fifty thousand dollars, and the ha season hasn't even started. I want to say that's uh, Carrie. What do you think about maybe fifteen different charities right now? Something um, I like think that. Tony said it was sixteen charities. Yep, sixteen charities right and now, not including tonight. Yep. So, guys, uh, it hits. We did one hundred and thirty last year, all because of you. Uh, we appreciate every everybody being part of this. It's it's just awesome to see. We have some major major plans for game day uh, coming up here um, here in a couple weeks for for that. So I know Mama T looks like she's kind of playing with her uh, laptop or phone here. Uh, so I'll give her another second before we get the duck race going. Any questions for Mama T? Uh, let her go. All right, let's go ahead and try to bring her on here real quick. Uh, let's see if it works. Mama T, can you hear us? I'll get her off here. Let her. She was just in here. She looked like she was good. So I'll give it here another minute or two. Um, yeah, she, she called goes. me earlier. Her connection is kind of bad. It's okay. Uh, just give us a, just give us a, a real brief update on Tony, if you could. I know I said something a little earlier about Tony, but uh, I know you talked to him uh, more recently than I have. But give us an update on what Tony's doing, how he's doing. Well, he's tired and he's exhausted and he wants to come home. Um, they're in Perry, Florida. So he got down there today and there's just like poles and trees and everything all over the place. And um, so they're hoping to restore as many people as they can. They said something about coming home on Saturday, but he said, I have to be in Cleveland on Sunday. So one of the guys was like, well, I'll take your crew. So they're trying to get that all worked out. But he's here recently. They've been traveling busing two hours each way. I think now they're going to be staying in Tallahassee, so that's only like an hour drive. Last night he had his first laundromat experience. They all had to wash their clothes. <laughs> oh, <geez>. So, <laughs> Tony, yeah. if, you're out there, if you're out there watching, buddy, we're, we're thinking about you, man. Be safe. And uh, we got to get your ass back because I know I'm driving up to Cleveland with you. So if I need to come down and pick you up, I'm going to. So. All right, I let's told try to fly, but the first airport's three hours away, so I don't right. know how that will work. All right, let's try Mama T here real quick. How's your connection, Mama T? Things good? Oh, I'm good. Oh yeah. How you doing, girl? It's been a while. Hey, no complaints here. Hey, so everybody that's watching right now, she was like earlier today, she was sending messages. Are they going to see me? Or are they just going to hear me? I was like, you better be ready. Get your hair done, done because we're going to put you on air live. You look, look good, I'm girl. Gonna make a backdrop. <laughs> it looks good. It's, look, I try to make a backdrop. It looks good. It's on my headboard. <laughs> yes. I All right, before we, get into, 
before we get into the duck race, Mama T, uh, we raised $825 for the foundation, uh, the board you sit on. We appreciate you letting us be part of that. Um, talk a little bit about T and, and how, how our, our guys doing, man. So we're excited about the season. Give us what you can. I can't tell you anything about T. Nothing confidential. Just talk about his number change from 85 to 5. I ain't trying to be like get top secrets. I know you're getting drilled. Oh, there's no secrets. There's no secrets. He just doesn't tell me anything. Yeah, damn kids. I find out everything on social media. Yeah. But um, he's doing fine, and he switched back to number five, which is the number he had in high school, boys club, and college. And actually, the number five has a meaning behind it, and I can't even tell you what it is right now. Yeah, he, he knows it. That's all that matters. And the jersey's selling like crazy. I was at the pro shop, pro shop and people buying that thing up. Well, good. Yeah. Well, Carrie's it got one. It has something to do with um, with God, the number five. I think it's Mercy, Glory, or something like that. Got yeah, it. I like that, Carrie. Yeah. Well, hey, so the winner of the duck race tonight, Mama T, is getting that jersey. So – I don't know if Tony and Carrie told you, but we don't take a bunch of real ducks and staple names to them and put them in a lake. It's a virtual duck race. It's no, we're not hurting ducks. We don't want PETA out after us. Um, so Tom, Tom is our resident duck race caller. So we're going to have Tom kick this off. We have 33 ducks, 825 bucks. Winner gets that uh, T. Higgins uh, jersey, autographed jersey there. So let's go ahead and roll this. Tom, I'm going to be off screen. I'm, 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 you'll be able to see me, but I'm not going to be able to see you. Let's see if I can get this. Fair thing. enough. Here we go. We're added in here. All right, here we go. Yeah, starting gate. All right, Tom. Ready? There they go. They're out. Even start. Hey, we got one duck coming in. Charles but you never want to lead early. Never. <laughs> coming through. Look at man. He is dominating, but he's already faltering a little bit. Yep. Who we got? We got. Got a blindfolded duck. He ain't gonna yeah. be able to find his way to the end. Eileen O'Toole's kind of standing strong. That's a strawberry duck. Strawberry ducks coming on, strawberry ducks coming on Tom. Strawberry ducks coming on. I don't think he's already there. This is a very even, even field today. River is calm tonight. <laughs> they got a doctor duck down there. You see that one? ER duck. Yeah. Where? Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jamie the Witch is very like Coming down to the end. Down oh. by Acor Stadium. Oh, look at that. Eileen O'Toole <laughs> in the playing duck is our winner of a T. Higgins signed jersey. Ellen Yeah. Ellen, DM us. Whatever platform you follow us on, just send us a DM. Uh, get us uh, your address, and we'll get Tony and Carrie to get that, that jersey over to you if you're local. I know Tony will probably drop it off for you. Uh, so congratulations on that. And thanks, everybody, uh, for the $25 donations. I know some yes. folks say, I don't care if I win that duck race or not. I just want to give to to the charity. We appreciate everybody for doing that. Almost almost 900 bucks, uh, over 800, $825, good deal there. So, Mama T, talk a little about that foundation, what it means to you. It means a lot. Um, we go out and we try to reach the kid, the youth, and – their families that's going through something traumatic or has gone through something traumatic and try to, you know, try to 
what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty much just try to encourage them to keep going. And we also reach out. We go to the different schools here in Knoxville, and then, um, we're starting to go to schools in Oak Ridge. And the kids, they sign a paper, a commitment paper, you know, stating that they're going to stay, you know, behave in class and do what they need to do at home. And we also give out rewards. And we have this big old T3 um, gathering during the summer where we give bikes away, free haircuts. It's a lot going on, Jim. And then we even have the community kickball game going on. Right now, my team is winning. Oh, how many teams are in this thing? I think it's like six or seven. Okay. Yep, and we're number one right now. You better finish. You better finish strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny because the first time I kicked, I took two steps and I fell. I, they were like, "Lady, get up! You can run." I said, "I rolled over in the dirt. I said I can't make it." <laughs> so yeah, I can't. Can't have you coming to the tailgate and crutches and stuff, so you better be careful. No. But um, the T3 Corp. is a great organization. Um, Timothy Thomas Jr., who's over it, um, he had sarcoma cancer in his um, right shoulder. And he actually was playing basketball in college when they diagnosed him with it. And as of right now, he's still cancer-free. Good, good. So praise God for that. Yeah, keep him in your prayers, man. And he's he's doing a lot of work, you know, trying to help the youth all around, you know, in Knoxville because it's really bad in Knoxville. So we just try to be there for the youth, and I'm a mentor as well. So I think more and more people need to do that. I, I coached football for 20 years in Cincinnati, and uh, not meaning to, but mentored several youth in our area. You know, that yeah. needed, needed a father figure, needed somebody to look up to. Um, teachers calling me, you know, just one of those things, helping those kids out, man. So I love I love that, man. I love love that cause. Yeah, most of the kids are in a one-parent home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we try to meet, meet the youth where they are and try to give them encouragement. You know, let them know you can be this, you can do that. You can do anything you set your mind to, but you have to stay positive. You have to stay positive. If you ever feel like you're in trouble, give us a call. We're always open for anybody, you know? Yep. Well, last last, last question outside the, the foundation here. Does, mm-hmm. does T really have jellyfish? The first ones he got died. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong with that kid. He's trying to raise jellyfish. <laughs> right. I saw on Twitter where he was a jellyfish king. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's crazy. That's all right. That's he's funny. crazy. Ah, he's good crazy. That's what it is. And let me say something real quick. Let me put it out there. I have oh. no idea about T's contract. Hey, I when, didn't ask. If they're going to extend it or what. I know nothing. I wasn't going to ask. Know what we wanted. I know. I, I'm just putting it out there for the other people. Yeah, all these people in the chat area and all the hundreds yeah. of DMs. Hey, Mama T's going to be in there asking about T's contracts. No, no. Yeah, I'm, I have no idea. And that's what I say. T doesn't tell me anything because I tweet too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's, he's already told me to take something down that I tweeted. I was like, no. I said, 
you're not in college no more. I can say what the fuck I want to say. <laughs> See? So, See? Mama's that's got right, Mama. Oh. Yeah. I know but, when to tone it down. Yeah. Well, but, Mama T, we are looking forward to the season, and we hope we see you at the tailgate again because uh, DJ Trub was asking about you last week, and I said she'll probably be there. She's got some songs for you. She wants to see you dance again. So Yeah, I'm uh, coming. I are y'all tailgating in um, Cleveland? Man, I'm not going up there. We're going up there, but we're not tailgating up there. Okay, uh, well, I'll be there. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll talk to you. Tony, Tony, care. We'll, we'll get message you. We'll see where you're at up there. We'll, we'll maybe hook up. We're, we're going up early the day of. Uh, we do have big tailgate plans in Nashville. You're going to be in Arizona. We got all kinds of stuff going on, Mama T. It's going to be crazy here. It's going to be crazy too. I know you will. We'll, we'll see you. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. All Monday. right. Mama T, we appreciate you. Uh, be safe in your travels, and we'll see you in, in the city up north this week, and we'll see you for the home opener. Uh, next week too. So we love you. Just uh, take care. We'll see you later. I love you guys too. Who day? Who day? Carrie, thank you. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I hope Tony doesn't rewatch the show, but you did a hell of a lot better job than Tony oh, did. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I, I'll, I got to ride three and a half hours at his ass up to Cleveland. I'm sure he'll right. say something about that. Don't hear about it. I know. I know. Now we appreciate it, Carrie. Thanks for thanks for. Uh, uh, taking care of this today, man, and getting the duck, ducks over to us and everything. You were you were on it, so we appreciate it. No problem. All right. We'll see you, Brooks. Right. See you. Thank you. Bye. My girl. Take care. She did. Carrie killed it, man. She was good. <laughs> I wasn't sure if she was going to be nervous. She, she did a good job with it. So, how, man, we got what we got. We got 12 minutes. We got other things to talk about. Can we talk about the game this week, guys? Please. I think we have to talk about okay. the game. Time to start foot, talking football. All right, let me kick it off. I'll let you guys roll the rest, rest of it. I've talked way too much. But I'll tell you, last year I was up in Cleveland, and I was sitting in the corner of the end zone where the Bengals tunnel is. Uh, me, Tony, Brandon, Caleb, all of us were there, Carrie, and I think even Hannah. Um, we got thumped, and Cheeto got injured. So I took this picture uh, after Cheeto got injured on the field, ACL, Went in, got his x-rays, whatever he had done. Came back out on crutches. He sat in that position on the field and watched the entire second half, guys. He didn't move. Uh, I know they kept trying to get him back in the locker room. He was like, nope, I'm, I'm here. I'm here the rest of the day. But I think it's one of the most miraculous things. It was November when that – I think it was November, uh, October. Halloween. 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 It was Halloween. And it is <laughs> September. September 5th, and this dude's full go in practice right now, man. That's just a testament of how hard he worked in the offseason to get back on the field for the home opener against the Browns. Guys, I'm excited because I really, truly believe our secondary is going to be pretty damn good, guys. He's there. Hopefully, you know, he knocks off the rust, but he is essential uh, not just to be himself, but to play at the level he was playing before. I mean, people forget, you know, two years ago when he came to us, he played at a at an all-pro level. Last year he was a no doubt all pro when he got when he got hurt, uh, but yeah he's he's a big part of everything for the Bengals to get to where we all think they can get to and win, which is the Super Bowl. Yeah, let me ask you both this question. I, I look, I'm excited, optimistic as hell, right? Um, the one thing, if I have to pick one thing, I'm concerned about guys is this offensive line hasn't played together <laughs> all preseason in a game, right? And the NFL's coachings are kind of they're kind of divided on this. There's some coaches that are letting their guys go, 
Uh, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, his guys go full full go for a long period of time in preseason. Uh, Coach Taylor, along with a, a bunch of other coaches in the NFL, they're measuring the number of hits these guys get in practice. They're trying to limit their hits in preseason, injury and additional hits, but that's the one concern about it. I'm, I'm, I think the offensive line has definitely improved from last year, but I don't want to get off to a slow start like we did last year. And that's my only concern going into this game against the Browns is that offensive line. Marty, absolutely. Uh, you know, we play more of a rhythm timing offense, so those things have to be on time. Uh, one issue we had last year was batted ball. Uh, quite a few of the interceptions we had burrow through were batted ball. Uh, so when you have a timing rhythm offense, sometimes you need to fire off the line instead of, you know, dropping back or however they choose to handle that. But uh, it's definitely a concern. I mean, they haven't played together at all, for, you know, off season. Again, Burrow was injured, so he couldn't practice all that much. And, you know, what we saw in the preseason really wasn't all that great to bounce, even, you know, with the quarterback position. So it, it's definitely a concern, but I feel that, you know, the boys will be ready. You know, it's like you said, Jimmy, coaches are, are split on it. Um, I don't think Zach Taylor has struck me one iota. He cares about winning and losing in the preseason uh, because nobody remembers it, uh, with the exception of the Ravens being very, very, proud of their, uh, what was it, six, seven-year streak of not losing a game in the preseason. And, and hey, all appropriate accolades to the Ratbirds. Well done. But uh, he is more concerned about fresh legs and, and bodies being together in December and January. And certainly the last two years, he's been proven right. We've had uh, and talked to guests on this show, Anthony, Joe Walter, about the importance of the communication of the offensive line. There's nothing like in-game speed but in testament, uh, but at the same time, uh, look what happened to Cleveland themselves in their final preseason game. Denzel Ward got his, I believe, fourth concussion. So, you know, and, and we were upset at losing Joseph Asai, uh, one of our backup defensive ends, who's going to be very important to the defense. But if, if any of those linemen had gone down, you know, had – Orlando Brown gone down, had Ted Karras gotten hurt and even just missed a game. You know, Bolson, Jonah, very anxious to see what Jonah looks like at right tackle. He only got a series during the preseason. But uh, that's Zach Taylor's philosophy. Uh, I do believe Sunday we're going to have some false starts. I do believe we're going to have some illegal formations and we're going to gnash our teeth. But he keeps track of the number of practice snaps, the number of hits, the number of, you know, Snaps they play in a game, and he has certain numbers for each guy, and he does not want to exceed those. So I think he's earned our trust the last two years. But, yeah, you know, certainly because that offensive line has to work in perfect cohesion, especially against a future Hall of Famer and Miles Garrett, who has been a boogeyman to us since yep. he came into the league, uh, to keep him off of Joe Burrow. So, um I'm pretty confident the Bengal coaches know what they're doing. And as long as they, they keep Joe Burrow safe and, and upright, you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah. I can't wait. I know they're chomping at the bit. Yeah. So, Brandon, Brandon hit it here. I didn't realize it was 17 the last time the Bengals won in the city up north. Um, that was the last time they won. The next time they will win will be this Sunday. We're going to get back on track here with that. So, good one there. What, what else are you guys looking for this week? Uh, what are you, you going to be looking at? I'm going to be looking at everything, but what are some of the things to – that you're really going to be keeping a close eye on? Uh, for me, it's 
how much pressure can we get? You know, one other issue we may have is on the back end. You know, we're missing our two safeties that we've had essentially start every game and play every snap the last two or three years, it seems. Um, so if we can get pressure, you know, Lou's not one who really brings a lot of blitzes. He likes to disguise things. And he also, you know, makes adjustments. But early on, we don't have any miscommunications in the back end, and we can get pressure, you know, and with Cheeto coming back, you know, Ethan back in, I mean, if we can get that, you know, pressure with the down four, that's really going to help the whole secondary linebackers, you know, to run defense every play. So that's something I'm definitely looking for. I agree completely with Mark. Um, you know, we'll have to watch the back end. we got to watch the safeties. But uh, Lou Anaruma has a really good track record with coaching defensive backs and coaching them up. Uh, I think they're going to be a couple times, a couple plays where there's a miscommunication and the other team's going to get some some big gains and maybe a touchdown. But I, I really think by mid-October, late October, it's not going to be an issue whatsoever. And, and the, the other thing you, you brought up, Mark, which is a very good point, Pressure on the quarterback helps your coverage. Good coverage helps pressure on the quarterback. So uh, hopefully both sides of the defense work together. But, uh, you know, as Jimmy alluded to, I'll be watching the offensive line. Uh, what kind of holes are they giving the run game? And, of course, how much time and protection are they giving Joe Burrow? Uh, this I've never seen a Bengals team put together as well as this one has been. In the yeah. offseason, going in, going into the season, you know, management and ownership deserves a lot of credit. Doesn't mean a lot of things can't happen. We're Bengal fans; we know that injuries, you know, unexpected teams getting breaks. Uh, Roger Goodell disagrees with me, but sometimes the officiating sucks. Uh, you know, there are a lot of things on the way to the Super Bowl that can derail you. But in a stacked conference and a stacked division. This is the best Bengals team put together ever going into a season. You know, and that's saying a lot because our, our division, every single team can make a case that they have the talent to go to the Super Bowl and win it. Yep, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I mean, these look, this schedule out the gate is tough, man. Uh, Browns on the road, Baltimore back here, and they won us bad right after last season, beating them back-to-back games into the year into the playoffs. Um, but the one thing that we have that they don't, I think we're – on par, if not better, in every position group. But I think Cleveland's missing a quarterback like Joe Burrow. I think Pittsburgh's missing that quarterback like Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I'm still not sold on Lamar <laughs> um, in, in in Baltimore. So Joe Burrow's the the factor here, man. But I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm excited about the year. Let's stay healthy and let, let's get a Super Bowl win this year, man. We, we, we've been waiting for it for a long time, and I got to feel we're going to be on a run here for the next 10 years. Uh, might as well start that uh, dynasty – this year, and let's get that Super Bowl win. So a um, couple other quick things. Uh, people are asking a lot of questions about the Cleveland game. If we're going to be doing a tailgate up there, we're not doing a tailgate. We're not even doing a bar takeover up there. We had a brewery set up, but uh, just it's not going to work out there. Uh, a lot of the folks we talked to were having trouble getting staff and things of that nature. So we're not going to be doing a tailgate uh, for the Cleveland game this week. Uh, Tony and I and a, a big group of us are going up there early Sunday morning. Another group, a big group of going up uh, Saturday, but no tailgate or no get together up in Cleveland this week. I do want to talk about uh, a couple tailgates, guys. Uh, we just announced the Arizona tailgate and uh, guys, uh, James found an unbelievable location for us really close to the stadium. I just put a link uh, in the chat area. 
for the Arizona tailgate. We have limited spots. Make sure you buy your ticket in advance because uh, we will sell out. And if we sell out, we can't let you in at all. And there are some parking spots available at that location in Arizona as well. So we do have the Arizona tailgate locked up that we just announced today. Um, I know we sold a, a bunch of them early uh, as we posted it a couple hours ago. Uh, the other tailgate that is just <laughs> unbelievable right now taking off is the Nashville tailgate. I'm going to post this in here. I think Craig sent me a message. I think we sold in the Nashville tailgate. Uh, we sold over 400 tickets already in less than a week. Uh, and I think that was including maybe 25 parking passes as well. So if you're going to Nashville, make sure uh, make sure to um, uh, buy those tickets because if we sell out, we can't get other people in. If you remember being down in Tampa Bay with us, it was so packed and we had hundreds and hundreds of people still trying to get into the tailgate. Arizona and Nashville is locked up, um, so it's out there now. So click those links and make sure you, you grab a ticket for those games if you're going. It will be hundreds of Bengal fans tailgating together there as well. A uh, couple other quick things I wanted to get to. Sorry, I'm going through these fairly quickly. Uh, that, this is the uh, the Arizona tailgates. We got the Nashville tailgates. Uh, what else we want to talk about? Cincy Bob's. I got a message from uh, from uh, Josh here from Cincy Bob's. This Friday is the debut of the release of – I forget the series that this is call, uh, called here, but, man, you're talking about so – this is – they keep elevating these these bobbleheads. This is the next level one here. I love these damn things. But uh, these dropped this Friday, I think. I'm not sure if there's one or multiple. He was going to try to come on tonight. He couldn't make it. But uh, those drop uh, this Friday. Uh, also, uh, let me see what else I can grab here out of the chat area for you guys. Uh, starting next week, uh, we have we have an exclusive um, – Stuff we're doing for FOCO, and everybody knows who FOCO is. If you have bobbleheads, probably uh, a big chunk of your bobbleheads are FOCO. The ones that Josh is doing from Cincy Bobs, they design them with FOCO and NFL approval, but FOCO makes those those bobbleheads even for Josh. We have a ton of stuff that FOCO send us boxes of stuff starting next week uh, on the podcast and at every home game. We'll be giving away FOCO merchandise, whether it be a bobblehead, a hat, glasses, um, overalls, whatever it may be. Uh, so every week on the pod, we'll be giving out some FOCO merch. And at the tailgate, we got a bunch of stuff we'll be handing out uh, and giving away as well. So FOCO stuff is the best. So uh, that's going to be really fun uh, to do this entire season. Uh, and the last thing is, I know we, I still get comments about the tailgate shirts. I'm putting yet another link in the chat area for everybody as well. Uh, Tony the Tiger shirt, uh, the Bengal Gym tailgate uh, uh Friends tailgate experience shirt is there uh, on that link. So grab them. You still got time to get them before opening day. You still have time if you want to run down to uh, any any one of the uh, Cincy Search locations. They'll they'll print them up there for you as you stand in the in the uh, in their facility there as well. So um, I think I went through those fairly quickly. But all those links are in the chat area. The tailgates uh, tickets are out and, and, and going around. And also don't forget about the San Francisco game. If you're going to San Francisco, we have a wine event in Napa Valley Saturday night. We're getting close to selling that thing out as well. So what a great, great time of the year it is. Friday night high school, Saturday college, and Sunday Bengals football. Um, I guess we need to talk about Tom and and Mark, our Facebook page. I am in Facebook jail um, on the tailgate page. Uh, our, Our link for the stream that we have right now will not link to Facebook until I'm out of Facebook jail, 
which should be about another 30 something days. So until then, uh, James started another Facebook page that you can go to and watch the stream live on, on that Facebook page if you wanted to. Um, if not, just go to YouTube. But that's why we have a separate Facebook page right now. I know we have looks like several people right now uh, watching on that Facebook page as well. So, Tom, anything else you want to bring up before we get to the two-minute warning? No, we're good. All right. right, let's. I'm going to randomly pick this one. I don't even know what, who this is here. So let's go. Two-minute warning today is going to be... This is the two-minute warning. <laughs> Gary Owen. <laughs> Mark, go ahead and get us kicked off, buddy. Oh, man, I'm just I'm so excited. Uh, as a Bengals fan, this is an awesome feeling. You know, as Tom alluded to earlier, this is the best put-together Bengals team that we've had, honestly. You know, you, even the issues that we spoke about, you know, the offensive line, are they going to be able to gel? Well, guess what? Four out of the five starters were there last year. And the guy we added came off the Super Bowl, you know, uh, safety. We got a guy on free agency. We also had someone who we drafted last year who's ready to step in and play. Uh, when you just look at the issues that we had, you know, last year we, you know, uh, receiver went down, Boyd got hurt. Make it a little difficult. What do we go out and do? We get two more receivers. Uh, we beat, bolstered the defensive line. Just all the issues that we seemed to have last year, we, you know, we, we, we fixed those. And then we also kept, Collins, he, you know, what are the chances of the Bengals keeping a $9 million guy on, you know, the public to bring him in and have his, you know, the sixth guy on the line. So just who day, so excited. Uh, I can feel that I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I'll let you guys go ahead. Remember when Elizabeth said she, like, sometimes wakes up in the middle of the night and starts thinking about Bengals? How many of us do that? Oh. <laughs> Saturday night, sometimes I don't sleep at an hour. I'm ready to go. Mine oh, is good. Yeah. So. But again, that's her job too, right? I mean, so it's even on another level from even us. But sorry, Tom, go ahead, bud. No, no. Well, I mean, the season's upon us as the, as the one song starts. Uh, we've been waiting since January, since that bitter taste in Kansas City. Uh, it's a journey. It's a long journey. So it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. So let's remember that. It is not going to be easy up there. The Lake Erie team is, is stacked. They're very, very talented. And like I said, they've got uh, a future Hall of Famer who's going to be chasing after our quarterback. So let's keep him safe. Let's come back with a win. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and be greedy. Let's get him and T.C. T. Higgins signed this week. Tomorrow would be good. But, uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. You know, depending on who you read and the rumor mill, which is nothing but rumor, uh, there's a contract in front of him that will make him – Joe Burrow, the highest paid player in the history of the National Football League. So uh, he's earned it. He's worth it. He's worth it to us in this city. So hopefully everything will work out and we'll be moving forward and not worrying about that kind of stuff and only worrying about the wins that the Bengals are putting up. Right, right. Guys, I'm going to go ahead and give you um, – I know I've been teasing this. It seems like a month. We've been four and a half months working on the tailgate here in Cincinnati trying to do some different things. Guys, uh, next Tuesday – we got uh, one of the head guys, the Cincinnati Park District, coming on with us. Uh, if everybody knows where our tailgates, if you've ever been to our tailgate, our lot E butts up against Smale Park. Well, uh, four and a half months in the process, but we have been able to basically rent out uh, a big chunk of the park. So I'm not going to go into any more detail than that. So next Tuesday, uh, we'll go into a lot more detail, what's going to be happening in that first home game, how it's going to work. Guys, I'm just going to tell you, we have freed up a mass amount of room, uh, and I'm not going to share everything, but we are excited. It is me, Tom, Mark, 
James, Craig, uh, I'm missing names, uh, Dell, Jamie, everybody, everybody's been working their butts off for a long, for months and months and months to pull this off. And it's done. We have the signed deal. We're done. We literally have the park as part of the tailgate. We'll, we'll talk more details uh, from the Cincinnati Park District next week on how this is going to work and what it's going to be called and what's going to be going on in and around. I'm just going to tell you, it is literally going to be a tailgate village. We already have one of the more, one of probably the most unique tailgates in the NFL. This will be the most unique experience, pregame experience. I'm just going to call it a block party in the entire NFL. And it's because of you guys. You guys have made this something very special. So next week, uh, we're going to roll all that out. Just remember the what we did, you know, me, Tom, James, Craig, Dell, Mark, Tony, Brandon, Caleb, everybody. We talk about we talked about our social media platforms and we talked about the tailgate and our podcast. What are the kind of the when you look at it, what who are we as a tailgate, right? We're positive, any positive talk we can about our city, any positive talk we can talk about our Cincinnati Bengals. Um bringing people together, family-friendly atmosphere to tailgates, uh, Cincinnati football history, and charities are the five pillars uh, that everything we do is built on. Uh, so I'm excited about next week's announcements, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again down at the tailgate and getting into the game and rooting on the Bengals in their second win of the season next week. But let's get through it. Let's get these Browns uh, taken care of. We haven't won since 2017. It is time. I know Joe Burrow has a chip on his shoulder for this game big time. So we appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, not sure who we got next week. I got some feelers out, but we'll make an announcement later in the week. We appreciate you guys. Who day? Who day? <laughs>